and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, August the 17th, 2021. This is the B Block coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as post usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. <clears throat> I just got sucked into the R baseball world, the sub baseball subreddit. A lot of garbage on there. Well, so Sam, yesterday was your birthday. Oh, yeah. And your birthday, I found out, you said you've known this for a while, is also Babe Ruth's death day. Yep. So have you ever considered that you might be the reincarnation of Babe Ruth? It's possible, but it's not like he died on the day I was born. Right, you'd be way old. <laughs> right. It's like he died on my birthday, like 50 years before I was born. <laughs> right. But you know, um, don't know how that works. I also have the same birthday as Madonna. Oh. And I have considered that Madonna is Babe Ruth reborn. Oh, that would make more sense for some reason. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's my hot take. That's my hot take for today. Yeah, yeah. That's that Madonna is Babe Ruth reborn. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so this is the B block. I want to, so you know, for our loyal listeners, I don't know. If, yeah, we got loyal listeners. Um, you might wait. I want you to I, tell me about that thing you texted me about that guy who had Einstein's death day. Oh yeah. Um, oh, so this is, so the serial, serial killer from California in the 1970s, his name was Herbert Mullins. It is all, I just learned this from the last podcast on the left. So that's, listen to that. But he became convinced that he found out that Einstein had died on Einstein's death day was his birthday. So he became convinced that Einstein had actually sacrificed himself to save the world. And now this guy, Herb Mullins, had to continue to kill people in order to save the world from the wrath of God uh, who would drive California into the ocean and hmm. this guy went on a motive spree. Why are so many serial killers from California? Uh, I think because it's like a really big state with lots of like different kinds of people and like a lot of drifters I feel like go you know go into California. I don't know. The Midwest. I mean, maybe the Midwest. There's a lot of people on the East Coast too, and there's like not as many serial killers. It's got yeah. Um, Good question. Um, Well, and speaking of serial killers, I was also texting you about this guy. You know, we talk about QAnon a lot on the B Block on this podcast. This dude um, from California drove down to Mexico and murdered his two children uh, because he right. thought that they were 
the, that his wife was a, a lizard person, a demonic lizard person. And this guy, um, I'm looking him up right now on Google. I should have had this uh, prepped already. But like this guy was like a, a Christian surfer in Southern California. Like he was really active on Instagram very like classically handsome and was really into like he he ran a surfing school and was really into like being kind of this new age christian which i think might be you know one thing a partial answer to your question about why so many serial killers are in california is because you have you know you can go out there and get into whatever you want to right like you new age philosophies or you know there it is um i don't know radical christianity stuff like that you get you can go there and re reinvent yourself however you want that's the answer that I have. would you say that the cracks are wider out there i would like easier to slip through the cracks yeah i would say that well, this is a terrible story and so sad. And I'm just curious about how, if at all, QAnon has responded to it. I don't think there's any like mechanism by which QAnon, I'm gonna read these paragraphs. This is from NPR, what I'm looking at. Two paragraphs here, quote, a California father took his two young children to Mexico and killed them with a spear fishing gun after he claimed he had been, quote, enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories, federal authorities say. According to a criminal complaint filed in federal court in California, Matthew Taylor Coleman reportedly told investigators he had been receiving visions and signs, revealing that his wife possessed serpent DNA and had passed it on to his children. And by killing them, he was saving the world from monsters. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really sad. Um, but like there is no like centralized QAnon that can like you know distance themselves from taking responsibility for this man murdering his children right that's true yeah. I'm just curious if as a group they'd like respond you know on the message boards or whatever oh that's a good question I have no idea I wonder if it has come up yeah they probably just ignore it it's also yeah I just think that if you're a Christian surf instructor, you should probably not try to understand DNA. Right. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like humans and serpents probably share about 75% of the same DNA anyway, right? Isn't that the way that DNA works? Is that like there's only about 15% of DNA separating us from bananas and like us and orangutans have like 99.5% of the same DNA. Yeah, but I think you're missing the point that when he says serpent people, he means lizard people who are either aliens from another planet living under the surface of the earth or little demons who are possessing the souls of Nancy Pelosi. Right, but if he's talking about like lizard people and DNA, then like we're all lizard people, right? Because we all have just like the same DNA as lizards. 
Okay, I see what you're saying. So if you met this guy, you would say that to try to convince him that literally everyone in that sense was a lizard person. Right. Their DNA. Has the same DNA as, as lizard. And really, we're all lizard people. Well, and really. I what, I'm, <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say, Joel, what I'm trying to say is yeah. that like QAnon people are fucking idiots. That's yeah, what I'm right. trying to say. Because we're all lizard people. We, right. we all share. Because we're all lizard people. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Uh, also, listen to last week's episode where we talked about after climate change, the world will be taken over by a species of super intelligent rat people. Hairless rats, yeah. Hairless rats, yeah. That was a giant great. hairless rats. Giant hairless rats. Yeah, this story is really sad. It's just, I don't, it, like, QAnon's not going away and it's making, like, how can something makes someone lose their mind in that way well i don't okay i don't think that QAnon is like making anyone lose their mind i think that QAnon is like deeply attractive to people who are on the edge uh-huh. and have mental problems already right. and are you know probably very disturbed and their personal or professional or social lives, you know? Yeah. And so really what you're saying is like, we need expanded mental health care for people so that they have right. the intervention before they murder their children, thinking that they're demon people. Right. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's how many people would be, so it's like cults, right? And cults are like so scary to people, but so many people are, it's like, there's so many stories of people are like, oh, wow, it's so crazy that this person joined a cult. Like, how did that happen? And it's like, I think that the moral of the story of QAnon is that way more people than you think Uh are susceptible to joining cults. There are just like relatively few cults or like cults have a very relatively uh like small reach you know historically right until most of them are most of them are in california right until this era of the internet lets us right do yeah where cult leaders are able to through the internet reach a broad you know whatever 40 percent of them like eligible american voters yeah and brainwash them by telling them shit that they want to hear and nothing else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's key. That's uh, that's key. Definitely. I'm trying to find right. the article that I had sent you earlier in the text about this because that one went into like way detail about this guy's life that I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah. Oh, here it is it's on heavy.com and it's like a a pretty long essay, but it talks about his background in like kind of this new agey Christian community in um, Santa Barbara, California. Really? Santa Barbara, huh? Yeah, Santa Barbara, California. Um, (laughs) Santa Barbara has the strictest anti-smoking laws of any place in the country. Really? Yeah, coincidence? 
I think not. Yeah. How far wake up? Yeah. <laughs> How far uh, away from like a building do you have to be to uh, smoke a cigarette? I think it's like so far away from a building that like there's nowhere within city limits that you can actually smoke or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, this dude also, he's not the first person who's like done this, where they've murdered a, a family member or murdered someone close to them. Um, in 2018, right. a Seattle, Seattle, QAnon father yeah. named Bucky Wolf was accused of killing his brother with a sword because he thought he had turned into a lizard or reptile. Also in 2019, this is more famous, Anthony Camello was accused of killing a mob boss in New York and came to quote, quote with a QAnon reference written on his hand. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, yeah, this guy, this mob boss, I think in Staten Island, um, was shot outside of his uh, door and everyone was like, whoa, that's like one of the most high level mafia hits there's been in New York in years. So they thought it was gonna like the beginning of a new mafia war, you know, mafia style war. It turned out it was just a crazy QAnon guy who shot it. Really? Yeah. Sorry, that's not funny. It is funny. Uh, in 2020, a Florida woman, Neely Petrie Blanchard, was accused of killing a fellow QAnon follower who she believed could help her in a child custody dispute. Um, yeah, no, this is just a mess. So wait, <clears throat> did this guy know the mob boss or he just thought the mob was run by uh, the lizard? I think, I think he, I, I, I'm going to click the link. I'm pretty sure he had, uh, the guy's daughter was his ex-girlfriend. The guy's daughter was the was the ex girlfriend of the mob boss, or the mob boss. The mob boss's daughter, daughter was the was the ex girlfriend of the guy. Uh, uh, but I'm not positive about that. Uh, uh, the suspect was taken into custody in New Jersey. Cosa Nostra News reported through so sources that Camello may have heard voices that night to the extent that he asked President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence for permission to kill the Gambino acting boss. Authorities have not uh, confirmed this account. So this guy was Trump and Pence were talking to him in his head, giving him permission to kill the Gambino family acting boss. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it goes deep. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. World Although I think that if I had Donald Trump and Mike Pence in my head, I probably also would go fucking insane. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but you would have to like know. Like, that's, that's fair. Uh-huh, right, right. But then you would need to get mental health services. Right. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to. Right. Because this is America and we America. don't do that here. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. Ah, which is which is just great. 
Speaking of hearing voices in your head, uh, I went to the, I didn't go to the Field of Dreams game. I watched the Field of Dreams game, right? Right. And I watched the movie again. I talked about this last time. Not <laughs> that's, that. a, that's an excellent segue, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so <clears throat> Fox made a billion dollars, well, you know, whatever, a billion dollars off of this Field of Dreams game. Everybody was saying how great it was, how great the production was. I loved it because the White Sox won and walked off the Yankees. It was awesome. And so they've already scheduled next year's Field of Dreams game as the Cubs versus the Reds. Right, because those teams both had so much to do with the Field of Dreams. Right, right. Well, that's the longest um, lasting I don't think it's consecutive, but they have the oldest rivalry of any two teams in Major League Baseball. And so I think that's why they're doing it. And, like, they want a Chicago team just because it's in Iowa. I think it's not going to be nearly as successful because it's the second year. It's the – like, it it should be a Midwest team against a team from one of the coasts, I think. Like, I don't think people are going to be as interested – if it's Chicago versus Cincinnati, then if it's Chicago versus the New York Yankees. Um, And the other thing is next year, the Cubs are probably going to be pretty bad and we don't know what the Reds are going to do. Like they kind of got lucky this year that it was two, you know, pretty good teams in their division. So it was kind of a high stakes game. Whereas that's probably not going to happen next year. Right. My question for you was, what would be a better alternative for MLB to do instead of a Field of Dreams game? Like a Sandlot game, where they just play in an old man's backyard in LA. Yeah. Or like a or like a major league game, Uh where it's just a regular Cleveland Indian game, except for Charlie Sheen is the closer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like, no matter what the Indians have to close Charlie Sheen right exactly right. They better hope Charlie Sheen walks out to wild thing you yeah. know? <laughs> and Bob Euchre calls it that would be good. right and Bob Euchre calls it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be good <laughs> um, but yeah they could just do a baseball movie like yearly I, thing like a Bull Durham game Right, Bull Durham game where before the night, all the players have to sleep in cockroach-infested hotel rooms, and they only get paid $2 to play the game. Right. To simulate Uh, life in the minor leagues. Angels in the outfield game where, like, the night before the game, all of the players do an ayahuasca ceremony. So they're all just seeing spirits and ghosts all through the game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, hardball game where they play on the south side of Chicago. Keanu Reeves is the manager of one team and he has bet his entire life savings. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> yep. Yeah. A rookie of the year game where they just like break some kid's arm and then make him pitch in the major leagues. 
<laughs> for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> uh, damn Yankees game where you have to substitute your center fielder for a 75-year-old man at the end. <laughs> <laughs> your center fielder magically turns into a 75-year-old man right. at the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, there's got to be some other ones. There's a lot What's of the- superstition in baseball. Like, I think that, like, field of dreams, right? I think we've talked about this a little bit before. You know, field of dreams, I don't know. I... I watched it and I still have lots of questions about the theology of that movie. Right. Ghosts, right? Angels. Ghosts and also time traveling ghosts. Right. He time travels, but I don't know why. And I I was watching the movie and I was taking notes. They they know that they're dead, but they still ask twice, is this heaven? So where have they been? They haven't been in heaven. Have they, are they in purgatory? Like, are their souls in, like, Dante's purgatory and they haven't cleansed them to get to heaven yet? Maybe. Or they just, like, went into the void right. for 50 years or whatever and then right for 80 years. And that's the fucked up thing because at the end of the movie they invite James Earl Jones's character into the cornfield and he goes, but does he just go into the void? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Have you talked about, have we talked about how uh, field of dreams and children of the corn could like exist in the same cornfield? Yes, yes, I like that idea. I think that would be great. Or because like, it's just like a weird gas leak, and on one side it's like this village of children like starts killing all the adults, and on the other side, this guy just like mows <laughs> down his entire field and builds a baseball stadium and then kidnaps some black guy out of Boston and brings him to Iowa. <laughs> Like, I was thinking you could just do a remake of Field of Dreams, but make it like bloodthirsty zombies come out of the cornfield after you build your baseball stadium. And then it's just Night of the Living Dead in a baseball stadium. Right. Or it's like the devil was like, oh, yeah, all these baseball guys will show up. But actually, if you build a baseball stadium in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa, it opens the gates to hell and triggers the apocalypse. Right. And it's actually the 1976 Cincinnati Reds who come out of the cornfield. (laughs) Yeah. And Pete Rose is like, hey, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) Shut up, Pete Rose. (laughs) Oh, they should do a, duh, they should do a Simpsons uh, Field of Dreams game, you know. Right. Springfield Isotopes game, uh, Springfield City Champs game. Yeah, go Topes. Go Topes. No, 
That's not the Topes. Topes that's is, not the Topes. Yeah, that's the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Softball League. Right. So they'll do a Major League Baseball game that's like a softball game. <laughs> <laughs> chug a beer between the first, chug a beer between the I know how to play softball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring back Bartolo Colon for that one. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I thought they could maybe market, I don't know if it would work, because part of the, like, quote-unquote appeal of the Field of Dreams game was, like, look at the beautiful views of the corn, which, uh, okay, but they did, like, they got really good shots of, like, the setting sun and everything like that. It was a lot right. like watching a ro- the Rose Bowl. You know, I love college football, and whenever you watch the Rose Bowl, they make a big deal of, like, getting the great shots as the sun sets before the right quarter and that's that's part of it yeah that's part of it exactly yeah so i was trying to think what else they could do shit like that with my thought was could they have a game at coney island where the cyclones play and like i don't know like that could be at least cool with like the roller coasters yeah yankees dodgers or mets dodgers maybe you know what they should have done? That's what they should have done during COVID is they should have like had these guys play in some of these nicer minor league stadiums. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. That's like, I mean, they probably just don't have the right facilities for major league for like the right. millionaires, but um, it would have been cool. Right. I, I okay, so he, listen to this, Joel, and I want you to answer this because maybe, you know, I was just kind of a half of a thought, but I was scrolling through our Instagram feed the day of the, uh, the, the field of dreams game. And I think that the, it was probably the white Sox Instagram feed and other white Sox associated Instagram feeds. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, if I'm like an Iowa a central Iowa corn country guy, then these Instagram posts are kind of offensive to me because all of these things were like, look at how ridiculous all this corn is. (laughs) Like, what is this ridiculous (laughs) bullshit? It's like, oh, look, here's Tim Anderson. He's got an ear of corn in his back pocket. How crazy is that? You know what I mean? Uh, I could see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, my hunch <laughs> is that this town, that's kind of like, it's like a tourist town anyway. Like their whole thing is like, this is where we shot Field of Dreams. You can come look at the actual Field of Dreams. Um, There's no way that sustains the entire economy of the town. Right, it's corn. It's I a did, corn town. I did, uh, the one thing I did see on social media was they had the players, I think it was Yoan Moncada did this, where they were like literally taking the corn and like eating it. And people on Twitter were like, that's like feed corn. That's not like edible human corn. You can't do that. That's going for to like feed pigs and cows. Well, they probably checked that before they had their millions of dollars a year athletes eat it but i was kind of imagining that like someone gets what terrible diarrhea 
from eating the field of dreams corn yeah well i mean if you just eat raw corn in general that's not great for your digestive system (laughs) like it's better to cook corn for you know gastrointestinal ease but would it you know feed corn i think is not very good i think if you eat, eat a piece of feed corn you probably know it yeah would it um clog you up if you ate corn raw no the opposite <laughs> oh, okay that's what i thought yeah because the corn has like a bunch of indigestible fiber and uh and also sugars that are ind- indigestible when they're not cooked mm-hmm. um so if you eat like a bunch of raw corn like if you eat a bunch of corn in general because the the corn uh kernel what's it called the uh, fuck the outside of the corn kernel is not it's not it's like tomato skin you you don't actually digest it and that's like when you eat a bunch of corn you see it on the other end right it's because the actual the the outside of the corn kernel why the fuck can i not remember the name of it Anyway, it's, you can't digest it. Right, okay. It's indigestible. And so if you eat a bunch of it, your body's just like, all right, we're just getting rid of this shit. We can't do anything with it. Um, but if you eat raw corn, then there's a bunch of uh, sugars and enzymes that are bonded. Um, there's a bunch of enzymes that are active and a bunch of sugars that are bonded with something else that makes them indigestible. So your stomach is just like, this shit's got to go. And it kind of like makes you gotta go essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I've got one more. Thing. Did I talk about the Sox Cubs game I went to? Not last weekend, but the weekend before. No, maybe. Yeah. I was Did there. they win? Yeah, the Sox won that game. It's more fun when you go to a game and your team wins. Were there other topics you wanted to bring up before I talk about this? No, go for it. All right. Um, okay, so like I went to Sox Cubs at Wrigley Field and the Sox won and that was awesome. And I stayed at in the River North area after so it was a day game, which was, it was a Saturday day game, which was awesome. So you get drunk in the afternoon. Pericarp, it's called. Pericarp. Outside of corn is pericarp. And they let us all out, right? The game was over. The White Sox won. Everybody walked out. The cops had the roads all blocked off. So we just kind of like walked down. The hole. It's called the hole. That's why. That's what you were looking for. We just kind of walked down. No, it's okay. We just walked down Sheffield Avenue for a couple of blocks, which... I thought it was like cool. Like I haven't experienced that at a baseball game anytime we And this was at Wrigley or this was at Wrigley, yeah. Right. Cool. And it was a mix of Sox and Cubs fans. Until then, like I went to a couple of bars and I kind of just like ball hopped my way from Wrigleyville towards downtown area. And then by eight or nine o'clock, I was really drunk. And um, I went into a like a pub. And I had uh, ordered a half English breakfast at like 9 p.m., which was one of the best decisions I've made in a really long time. Sobered you right up. 
Well, it it filled me up. Yeah, I guess so. In the sense that, like, that's like the best trunk food you can have, right? Like really solid sausage, eggs, and beans, and tomato. I don't know if I had beans. I think I had beans. Beans and tomato at nine o'clock at night, and just soak up all the beer that you've been drinking all day. And so I don't know. Like I'm a big fan of breakfast at night anyway. After day day drinking all day. And then because I'm like old now and it was like nine, nine, 9.30 and I was like pretty drunk and pretty close to my hotel. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. And that was a good decision too. <laughs> that was your night out in Chicago. That was my night out in Chicago. Yeah, I love Chicago. Man. Like wasn't even dark yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Drinking this like two in the afternoon. I can't stay up later than that. <laughs> Thinking about how comfy my bed is right now. So the question is, Joel, like, did you like I this isn't a question actually. I gave you some real good gold to like heckle the cubs with, and yeah. you didn't even go for it. Yeah, it's not the same. I don't know. Like where was I sitting? I had pretty good seats though. I was on the 100 level in on the um, first base line, and there were like some White Sox fans around me. We were cheering when the White Sox were winning, but I don't know. I I just don't feel it. You got to be like right in their face, or something like serious right. happening. Right. Also, it's tough when you're by yourself, I guess. It is, and it's tough when you're by yourself. People give you real weird looks when you're by yourself. Unless, like, other guys around you start getting into it. The same when I was at the Yankees game. But that was because the White Sox were getting their asses kicked until the very end. And I was on the concourse uh, in outfield, like, behind center field. And that was fun because there was like a good mix of White Sox and Yankees fans. And you could tell that the Yankees fans did start to get nervous when the White Sox rallied, but then game inning double play and that sucked. Ugh. Yeah, baseball is more fun when your team wins. <laughs> yep, that's true about a lot of parts of life, Joel. Exactly. It's better when you're winning. Better when you're winning. That's that's the motto. That's I don't know if that's our motto in life, but life. It's better when you're winning. All right, ladies <coughs> and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, but you know, maybe Madonna's Babe Ruth. I don't know. Um, right. Do uh, some research, QAnon people. Right. Well, that was the good thing. Yeah. I, um, that we got to rebuild our baseball cult because I think these QAnon people, I really think this, Sam, like if they were into something other than lizard people, if they were just really into baseball, maybe they would kill fewer of their family members. Well, didn't you see all those pictures I sent you of Hillary right. Clinton wearing various baseball caps? Yes. And I said, do your own research, Joel. Right. And that's what I said. Yeah, I think you were right about that. That's what the I truth think. is out there. 
Right. Hillary Clinton, Chicago Cubs fan. Or New York Yankees fan. Yeah, or New York Yankees fan because she has the worst taste in sports teams. She really does. <laughs> like, that's not even, like, conspiracy theory. She just, she doesn't help herself with those, you know, holding those opinions, man. Uh I got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Um, thanks to everybody who has listened to us last week on our podcast. If you are listening to us, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also follow us on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, off season is coming. Well, no, we got a couple more months. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to another game because I've got the stupid teaching job I have to go to now. Uh, <laughs> this is like the the teachers uh, it's like you know when you get really drunk and you wake up somewhere and you don't know where you are and you're right. like what the fuck happened? Like this is teachers every year at the beginning of school you're <laughs> like wait what the fuck? Like, what is this shit? <laughs> huh. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well <laughs> you're like i thought i had this made i gotta go back to work now <laughs> yeah. well yeah it's like waking up and realizing that you have to go to work <laughs> oh man all right yeah it's funny joel sent me a text the other day when he was going he's like man i don't like this working so that must have been yesterday i was like god imagine doing it all year round <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't I don't know how you do it for 12 months out of the year. Everybody should get summers off. It's great. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.